0: Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this and this is Audrina Patrick. Wait, can I just congratulating- tell the lead up? what?
1: No, you can't actually say what the joke is before it happens. I'm already laughing at it. No, but you can't reveal what it is. Let me tell you how I found it. I was having a bout of insomnia, so I was looking through TikTok for like, you know, just looking at TikTok. And I was downloading some TikToks to share. On Who Weekly, and I realized that I'd been logged out from Who Weekly for a while because I got a new phone. It was really complicated, and I had to like figure out how to get back in. Anyways, I got back in, and I'm like posting these TikToks. I'm posting TikToks, da da da, and then I'm like all of a sudden on the Who Weekly Instagram, which is the dangerous part about posting to Who Weekly Instagram. Is then all of a sudden you're like looking at it, which is like it's dangerous because it it follows all the Who's. But then also sometimes I'm looking through it, and I'm like we really miss a lot by not keeping a close eye on these things because sometimes they have their a life of their own that's separate from tabloids like that
0: doesn't get covered yeah, yeah. that doesn't
1: get brought out of the depths of social media especially if the person's mm-hmm. like not famous or interesting which all of them aren't so you know what i mean so yeah. i come across this <laughs> i'm watching all the stories and i come across Audrina uh, Partridge patridge
0: patridge patrick who
1: is someone who I interviewed and actually very thought was very pleasant really liked her whatever come across her <laughs> social media and there's a video and when I tell you don't I'm not going to reveal what it is because I want you to hear it I found this video so puzzling I posted it twice and then a friend of mine texted me last night and was like, I can't stop thinking about that Aldrina video you posted. Like, what's going on in this video? And now I want you to play the video.
2: Hey, guys. I just wanted to say congratulations to one of my favorite shows, The Voice, for your Emmy nomination. And also, huge shout out to Warner Brothers. I cannot yeah. believe you guys received 79 Emmy nominations.
1: <laughs> what? Okay, so there's a lot of questions here. The Emmy nominations came out and normally the types of things you would you know congratulate are like things that you've been in people that you know Your if you're not an emmy's person you would congratulate shows that are like more under the radar or like actors who haven't gotten their due yet or like things that feel special to you
0: or if you've been an MTV star for over a decade, maybe you congratulate MTV. Like, Warner has nothing to do with MTV. But
1: that's even more of a weird thing to be go on and be like, congratulations, MTV. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a weird thing. So, Adrena goes on and thanks her favorite show, The Voice. Okay, weird. That's like thanking, like, <laughs> McDonald's for making a burger, you know? Very strange. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't need your thanks. And mm-hmm. then number two, the most baffling of it all, thanks warner brothers congratulates war not thanks congratulates i keep saying thanks <laughs> congratulates warner brothers huge shout out to warner brothers and warner brothers that's like congratulating amazon for shipping you know that's like congratulating a, a kleenex for making a good tissue like it's not who are you what's going on here
0: i don't know And then I was like, is she dating someone who like works there? So I don't think she is. I don't think so. Did like Audrina Patrick start getting like a a print subscription to Variety delivered to her house every day? And she was like, who ordered this? This is weird. And then she started reading it cover to cover. And now she is an industry expert.
2: Huge shout out to Warner Brothers.
0: You are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns. At 619, who them? Uh, Let's start with comments.
2: I just came across this article and it says, Christina Hack opens up about her experience smoking toad venom and shares pictures with her new boyfriend. And at first I was like, who is Christina Hack? And then I realized it's the one and only Christina on the coast. So I just thought it was interesting. I just had an experience where my dog licked
3: a toad and was foaming at the mouth and everything. But apparently this was a great life-changing experience for her. So just wanted to hear your take on that Fork and Sorkin.
0: So this came out after we recorded our segment last week or earlier this week. A very fun new detail, not just about their weird connection and on like the small world of West Coast reality TV, but they met doing Toad Venom or she was on Toad Venom. I've never heard of this.
1: Yeah, it's Have like, you heard of this? Yeah, it's a psychedelic. I think that it's. The origin is licking a toad, you know, the very like cartoon version uh, oh, of doing duh, a
4: drug.
0: Yeah, but there yeah, is yeah. like okay. an
1: extract from toad venom that I guess fucks you up. What I love is when somebody, when we tweeted this or like retweeted or something, a hooligan responded with a who to them of, of psychedelics, which I should honestly <laughs> pull up because it's rude to now mention it and not pull it up.
0: This is YRCNCLD on Twitter. Them is number one, starting at the bottom from whoiest to themiest, ugh. 10. egobane, 9. Cambo. 8. 2 C B slash other research chems. 7. DMT slash ayahuasca. 6. Salvia. Miley Cyrus video duh. 5. Quote licking a toad. Right. 4. Peyote because old people talk about it a lot. 3. MDMA. 2. Shrooms. Hyphen. Maybe number 1 TBH. And 1. Acid. And then Lindsay responded, correct.
1: It's funny because I don't know anything he's talking about after number seven. So that is a, seems accurate to me that like the true who's I'm like, what is that? Like seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, mm-hmm. or eight, nine, ten are like the ones I don't know.
0: Christina said, I met Josh when I wasn't in a state of fear or fight or flight i had taken time off social hired a spiritual coach and smoked a bufo toad which basically reset my brain and kicked out years of anxiety in 15 minutes because uh, referring to bufo alvarius a species of well toad that secretes a venom containing 5 meo dmt a potent psychoactive compound four to six times more powerful than blah 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 dmt
1: she met this guy while she was high on toad venom with a coach
0: a spiritual coach as if she couldn't get more california like, I mean, come on!
1: I don't even think she was in California. Didn't it say she went somewhere else. Oh, maybe she was. I mean, I guess that's like irrelevant. No, she's
0: on the coast. She's contractually obligated to be on the coast that's at all not, times. That's a hundred percent true. It literally says it's part of her contract. Not it
1: it's, of her contract. it's not true. She at has all. an
0: ankle bracelet that beeps whenever well, she's not on the coast. When
1: she got divorced <laughs> again, her name went back to Christina on the coast. So legally, she's on the coast.
2: Hi, Who Weekly. Um, so George Lopez's kitchen is not the first case of white labeling a ghost kitchen that I've heard of last summer I kept getting targeted ads from like Postmates or something about Taiga's chicken restaurant and I ordered from it once uh, it was like tasty in a way that made my stomach really hurt and it definitely gave me diarrhea so I didn't go back but like I did send a lot of pictures to friends being like this is also in your city please do this with me and none of them did uh anywho pork and sorkin
0: tiger bites do you remember tiger bites no they still exist even though they gave this one caller diarrhea
1: a lot of food that still exists give me gave me diarrhea so it's like not like (laughs) it's not like the food gets canceled once it gives you diarrhea if that was the case we wouldn't have a lot of food
0: First of all, I'm reading this from the website fastcasual.com, which I guess is a trade for fast casual restaurants. We have created a blueprint that restaurants can truly benefit from with our VACs, parentheses, virtual additional concepts. It's so 2021, I guess.
1: It's just so the future when it's like, oh, there are so many delivery places in my neighborhood, but none of them I can actually walk into and get food. I have to like use an app essentially to order from every single restaurant in my neighborhood. I mean, that hasn't happened yet, but it just feels like if this is, like, what the business is, like, how many businesses will turn to this, you know?
0: Well, the TMZ coverage of this ends with, it could be a blueprint for other celebs to start a virtual restaurant and help struggling restaurants. And it's like, it was. It fully was. I mean, celebs
1: will always, like, slap their name on anything that, like, implies that they could, like, have a stake in a business or, like, invest or, like, get just a simple payout for being the the Mm -hmm. name on the the billboard or whatever. So it's, like, not surprising. It is just surprising that it's these two trends, like, smacking each other in the face, which is, like, a celebrity white label type thing and a ghost kitchen.
3: Hi, um, I had to pause the pod. I, I think it's because I'm dumb. Um, I listened to that whole segment about J.K. Rowling and the, like, Brazilian woman and, like, is it, daughter, is it her daughter? Is it her daughter? Or you talk about it? And, um... I feel like I don't know. Like, I feel like I did not understand the segment. I like you finished it, and I was like, wait, is that her daughter? I'm confused, but I
1: also um, might just be dumb. You're not wrong. I mean, we both of us ended that segment being like, I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I was a Being little like, That's convinced. weird. I thought we did lean towards the, it is the daughter. But then we got a Brazilian hooligan in the replies with the, with the real tea. Honestly, I'm mad that we didn't like get to this point. But then again, a lot of it was in Portuguese and we had a barrier to entry there. But they said... As a Brazilian – this is from um, Fernie Ferreira on Twitter. Thank you so much. As a Brazilian hooligan and fact checker, I had to look into the story in today's weekly episode to know how J.K. Rowling's daughter might be a swimsuit model in Brazil called Jessica Arantes. Arantes no longer responds to are you J.K.'s daughter comments, but she did in 2019. Right. So we were looking at two recent Instagrams. And in 2019, when people said are you J.K. Rowling's daughter, she would say no. (laughs) did you know that there are articles saying you are JK Rowling's daughter yes but it's not real thanks so she had said – she had denied it. She had said no. And the other evidence, which I thought was even more interesting, which was that the hooligan said Jessica's Portuguese is closer to Brazilian Portuguese and Portuguese spoken slash written in Portugal. She has an older sister whose last name is also Orantes. Uh, none of this is conclusive, but Jessica Orantes is <laughs> probably not J.K. Rowling's kid. And I was like, that's so none interesting. Of this is conclusive. Even though mm-hmm. the thing that I thought really tied it together was the Daily Mail reporting on the fact that she was getting married. I thought that that was like – Somehow that was the connection because this girl also had a boyfriend. I, I don't know. Maybe that was what confused me.
0: People would write about J.K. Rowling's daughter and use photos from this Instagram account. And that was very That's confusing. when it starts
1: to get. I mean, that's, that's probably how the rumors started was that because it's the same name, Google Images was like getting cr- their wires crossed essentially when the, when you mm-hmm. search the name, and then it got really confusing because then articles were saying is this the daughter, and then those photos got tied up in everything, and it's a photo of J.K. Rowling next to this woman that somebody photoshopped together, which makes it even more confusing out of context. But I'm I'm su- I'm sufficiently convinced that it's not it's not her daughter.
0: I'm not sure I am.
1: Oh wow, <laughs> are you really?
0: I'm still like could be your daughter.
1: Well, she's saying no.
0: I mean, again, this is really stupid. This is like a terrible brain to have that questions things even whenever they are proven like wrong. But
1: like, I know, I'm just gullible. I'm like, you have evidence, fine.
0: It would follow the blueprint for someone who was trying to escape their toxic mother's past to deny a stranger, who, this is a stranger, saying, Are you J.K. Rowling's daughter? If you were trying to separate yourself from your mom at any cost, wouldn't you say no? If this is following the blueprint that I assumed she was following based on like this narrative that I created in my head like that is what she would say yeah no I'm not JK Rowling's daughter
1: that would just mean they just have a very bad relationship and that's why that Daily Mail article is confusing because it implied that they didn't because she was like right it's like yeah. JK Rowling's getting ready for her daughter's big day and it's like what she's healthy she? like she <laughs> is yeah Huh? but if this girl has a sister well it could be her half-sister maybe her maybe JK Rowling's ex has another right kid
0: the most convincing thing, though, is her dialect. The Portuguese she speaks is Brazilian Portuguese, and her dad is Portuguese, Portuguese, not Brazilian. But maybe
1: she learned Portugal Portuguese and then moved to Brazil. That's not crazy to move between to those, those two. Now you're okay, coming to the dark side. Okay, I'm just saying you're that's, coming not, to my side. that's not you're like coming a crazy to thing side. to do. And then you might speak a more of the dialect if you've been there for like however many years. when she, your, your speaking could change.
0: Sofia Petrillo grew up in Sicily and lived there until she was in her 20s. And in the show, she sounds like she's from Brooklyn. Okay.
1: She sounds <laughs> like she's from Brooklyn. Comes back to Golden Girls. <laughs> Your honor, I present to you episode 4 season 14,000. <laughs>
0: I know that Fernie does not believe that Jessica is JK's kid. I am, you know, 60/40 on Fernie's side, but thank you for calling. I'm like 70/30 on Fernie's side. You're 70/30?
1: But I I mean I I'm would 50, love 50. I mean obviously this is an on forty sixty this is on not on a conclusion. I'm twenty
0: eighty on Fernie's side.
1: Okay. You're twenty eighty <laughs> now? I'm still <laughs> no. I'm seventy thirty, but seventy on Fernie's side.
0: I'm sixty 40, 60 on Fernie's side. But there's like a very intrigued forty percent happening on the other side okay. that's very shifty eyed.
1: Oh, uh, sure. Okay. Okay, next call. Hi Lindsay Bobby. I
2: just need to read you this tweet from NPR. So at NPR tweeted, some people are born to run. Others are born to ride. Jessica Springsteen, a champion equestrian who happens to be music icon Bruce Springsteen's daughter, is going to the Olympics. Um, So I know you've said, and I agree, that you can't really be um, nepotism Olympics. But I do think you can be nepotism just has a lot of money and knows how to ride a pretty
1: horse, right? Anyway, cringe friends. Love you. Bye. This person is saying our argument about how Olympics is never nepotism. This kind of changes that because Bruce Bingstein's daughter is going to the Olympics and it feels very nepotism-y in that way. Mm -hmm. And We have talked about like these rich celebrities' daughters getting into horseback riding and it's like competitive (laughs) horse riding is like one of the most expensive things. The other thing being like race car driving, you know? Yeah. Like how much of that is the car, right? How much of that is the man and how much of that is the car? Is the car?
0: But is this really a question of nepotism, as in like using daddy's power, or is it really just a question of wealth?
1: Okay, fair. You know, fair.
0: But it's a good point. It's still a very exclusive sport, right? That does. I get that.
3: Hi, Uh, I had to pause the pod to share the connection between Vanessa Kirby and Haley Atwell. They actually host a True Spies crime podcast with each other, so. Incredibly hooey behavior. I wonder if they talk about Tom Cruise.
0: Crudge, crutch. Like, okay, hosting together. is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If I believe these two women had ever been in a, like, room together trading tales about working with Tom Cruise, that'd be one thing. But the podcast is, like, not a... It's not talky.
0: It's a true story podcast and they narrate it. It's not like they're gabbing about Gossip Girl, they, you know? Like
1: <laughs> No, and they also are like, they narrate different episodes. So I honestly kind of mm-hmm. think that if they're not even in the same room, in the same world, don't even know that the other person is necessarily even doing it with a podcast with them. I mean, maybe they know that, but like, it's very disconnected. What I want is proof that these women have like, Talk to each other about Tom Cruise.
0: Well, what's very weird is that, like, I can't find many instances of Haley Atwell narrating this podcast. Like, it's 80% Vanessa no, it's Kirby. mostly
1: Vanessa Kirby. I know. I noticed that too. It's like Haley signed up for the gig, but then, like, wasn't available, which actually
0: makes sense.
1: Because <laughs> I'm like, where are you holding her? You know, where is she located?
0: Anyway, true spies. It's on Spycasts. spyscape.com This
1: reminds me of like okay. the, if if like if if Vanessa Kirby is saying to Haley Atwell, "Girl, don't do it." That sound clip from TikTok. Then Haley Atwell is saying to Vanessa Kirby, you know that sound bit that's like, "I'm I did it and I'm employee of the month and I don't have you know that you know that, you <laughs> know, that you play that. It's one of my favorite <laughs> yeah, clips yeah, ever. Yeah. It's not from TikTok. It's from YouTube. It's that girl from that Disney show being like, "I did it and I was employee of the month."
0: Oh, Coco Jones.
1: Yes, I did that. And you would do it too, for a Hey, I was an employee and I was going to get an employee out of the month. And that's pay period.
0: No, Lindsay. What? Lindsay, no. What? Do you know who made this podcast? Who? The Spy Museum. No, <laughs> not the
1: Spy Museum in Midtown Manhattan. Advertise at LAX this is... <laughs> <laughs> or JFK. This is the
0: Spy Museum's podcast. Every time you
1: go to the JFK, it's like, visit oh. the Spy Museum. And I'm like, the who, the what, the huh?
2: <laughs> Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. So I am calling because I saw some pictures of Emma Corrin, the crown star, walking with someone who appears to be their partner, and it was just like a TikTok that I saw, and I Googled because I was just curious because I couldn't recognize the person that she was with, and I simply can find no answers. I can find no copies of the paparazzi pic that I saw on the TikTok. No one in the TikTok comments is telling me anything, and now I need you to do what you do best and figure out who is Emma Corrin with. Um, She's wearing a purple tracksuit or sweatsuit matching set in the photos. If that helps. Um, And is that their partner? Um, All
1: right. Crunch, crunch. Good luck. Uh, Megan Corrin. Sorry, Uh, Megan. I'm stuck on Megan. (laughs) Emma Corrin. It is kind of related to Megan Markle. Emma Corrin played Diana in The Crown. They're pretty like mm-hmm. up and coming, and I think pe- people really like care about them, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. They're very much totally. being put on the kind of pedestal of like, what's next? You know, in terms of like actors, what's next for Emma Corrin? Feels very like early days of Benedict Cumberbatch for some reason to me. Do you know what I mean? Maybe not. He was a little, he was doing more. things. Ah, uh, the stuff good old days, the good more, old early days of Benedict. I know, now Cumberbatch. we just are stuck with him, but uh, you know what I mean. It just feels very much yeah. like. People care about Emma because they're like, ugh, I don't know, young and cool. And Emma's
0: next big thing is the co-lead with Harry Styles oh, in that police movie. Oh,
1: God, you're right. Like, my policeman or whatever that is, based on that book called like my policeman
0: i'm sorry that's so funny set in the 1950s in brighton a gay policeman named tom marries a school teacher named marion while being in a relationship with patrick a museum curator right. the secret they share threatens to ruin yeah, them all just, i'm like i guess i'm sold yeah honestly. i mean it
1: doesn't dig much feels a little feels a little fun feels a little fun
0: oh written by ron nyswanner he wrote philadelphia
1: Oh really? Oh,
0: I guess it'll be good. Yeah.
1: So Emma Corn was spotted uh, walking with a mystery man, holding hands with a mystery man, which you know is you know one step beyond walking. Uh, it's not <laughs> that interesting. I hate to say this. Caller's like, who are they? Who are they walking with? Who are they holding hands with? And it's not that interesting. Well,
0: just like when it's a normie hottie, which we have a second call about a normie hottie who happens to also be an art director, and that's who this person is. This is, we know it was very sudden because the slug says the crown star Emma Corrin steps purple tracksuit holding hands mystery man, but it has since been updated. They found out who the guy is. His name is Ibi Joya, and he's an art director. And there's this weird way that they framed this, where it says it's early days. The crown star Emma Corrin holds hand with art director Ibi and Joya on a cozy stroll. Dot dot dot. After adding they to her chosen pronouns, and then it says the first bullet: Emma previously shared a picture of herself in a wedding gown, captioned "Your fave queer bride," but she has never confirmed her sexuality. It's like, babe, she just did. She said queer. It's just the Daily Mail being very rude.
1: There's sort of a play here where, uh, Emma, if you're so queer, why am I walking around with an art director guy? You know, like, it is kind That's of... That's exactly what they're kind doing. It is a weird, like, fucked up, like, uh, oh, okay, I thought you were queer. It's,
0: There's a judgy gotcha thing kind happening Kind of. Here. It's like whenever bisexual people, like, end up dating someone of, like, not their gender, and people are like,
1: um, excuse me, <laughs> What? I know which happens a lot. Uh, so just, are you straight? It's just a weird. I was just that was just a weird thing to pair it with. Also weird that uh, yeah. this person is a art director because there is another famous person also dating an art director, and I feel like an art the the title art director is one of the most obscure titles to be in the creative realm, you know.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, at least in in the advertising sense, you don't even necessarily have to be an incredible designer, but you have to have a really good eye and be able to find good designers and kind of understand what you want yeah, and what you're looks the good. So it's just like,
1: yeah. But I do feel like it is one of those creative titles that is almost editor at large in a way, where it's like I do whatever I want. I'm just a creative person, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean. Even Ibby's bio on his website is Ibby is a London-based set designer and art director whose practice focuses on a fresh approach to viewing people's surroundings and how that leads to the creation of innovative imagery. Ibbi is represented by Carmel Beach, which is like I love the way people like in these like creative industries describe their jobs. Love
1: that. Okay, let's get to the next call about another art director.
2: Hi, Hu Weekly. Long time, long time. Um Bella Hadid just posted a very stealth
3: Instagram where she basically announced that she had a boyfriend. The picture is blurry. She didn't tag him. Who is he? Please. Like, who? Who is this
1: man? Okay, crunch, crunch. Live in love laptop.
0: He's an art director named Mark.
1: He's an art director named Mark Coleman. And they've been dating. This one is actually funny because Page Six did a funny thing where they wrote about him as kind of a mystery new man then they Mm -hmm. reported on him again and they were like actually from our many many sources i don't know how they got so many sources on this they've been dating for over a year and here is a full timeline of each time that we've seen her in paparazzi photos and he's also there Which is like...
0: But like blurry in the background.
1: Who gives a shit? It's like, okay, listen. So it's like, they hit it well, a spy said, before detailing the pair's strategic movements. If they went out, he would come out first, get the car, and she would get into the car. They would drive to a location. He'd drop her off, but not go out and park the car. That's like how people live, (laughs) like normal. I don't understand. Like, that's like how... You're describing like, <laughs>
0: what it means to own a car.
1: Right. Like, they're describing, like, the way that you, like, go somewhere in a car with someone. It's like, babe, can you put our name in? I'm going to go park the car. Like, that's not strategy. That's just, like, normal life. I don't understand. Like, I actually don't understand. And then... Wait, I'm
0: sorry, Lindsay. This is the reason you bought the Teflar bag?
1: It's not Teflar. It's Telfar. Telfar bag?
0: I always confuse <laughs> confused with Teflon.
1: Yeah, Bella Hadid was wearing an a orange small Telfar bag that I found intriguing, and then when they went on sale, I bought it, and it turned into a whole mess because uh, I didn't it's realize those bags were made out of plastic. <laughs> the bag
0: came, and Lindsay was like, I hate this bag. So, so she sold it on eBay. She sold it on eBay. Someone buys it immediately, and then Lindsay sends them the Teflar bag. and then it's tel-far. telfar! bag, And then the... Tell for a bag, and then the person who buys it on eBay was like, "This bag sucks. I think it's a fake," and then accused Lindsay of selling a fake. And then I was like,
1: <laughs> "I hate it too. That's why I sold it to you, dumbass." It's like funny to be like, "I hate like this bag is terrible." I'm like, "I know. That's why I'm selling it. It's made out of plastic. Vegan leather is plastic. Like, why do we not? Why is that not a thing that's like talked about? Me on Twitter. Why aren't we talking about the vegan leather is plastic?" <laughs> I just hated the way that it felt, and I also hated the way that it looked. It was the small bag. I'm sure the big Telfar bags are bigger. I know they're cool. I know Beyonce wore one. Whatever just wasn't for me. Anyways, what ended up happening was the girl dropped her claim, and I kept my money because she paid me, and she never sent the bag back, so she kept the money, and I hope she's enjoying the bag just like Bella Hadid did on this day where she went out with it while her boyfriend was trailing behind. You know how I know that? Because (laughs) they zoomed in on his dumb face like behind her, way behind her. (laughs) They were like, here he is. This article goes, the insider noted that perhaps the pair hadn't solidified their relationship yet, hence the cloak and dagger routine. Maybe at that time they weren't calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend, they speculated. What is this article? Are they to get like, this is the weirdest, art. this is one of the weirdest articles out there of recent and then keep reading keep reading however it became more apparent that Coleman and the supermodel were an item when his car began regularly appearing parked overnight outside her NYC pad last summer quote this new guy at the time was driving her around on his Porsche then the Porsche was at her place multiple times the source said so it was like she's gotta be hooking up with this dude what is this source
0: (laughs) also what is the street where there's constantly a place to park Oh, (laughs) you know like he always gets a parking spot uh, well I mean, I guess she might own the spot. I know,
1: it's true. Also, you're right, NYC Pad, like, like he's not, what is he, just parked in the middle of the street every single time that he's in the same place? That is hard to believe.
0: He has collaborated with Travis Scott and King King Records, among others. Yeah, he did Travis okay.
1: Scott's, like, record, as uh, album cover and a lot of other stuff. He, I mean, he has he has the same fancy website that this last guy did that Emma Corrin's uh, partner had, did.
0: Yeah, really pretty websites. Really pretty websites. Yeah, we
1: they, we we all have gorgeous websites. We're art directors. We should have gorgeous websites. This Entertainment Weekly headline: uh,
2: JB Smoove signed up for Shark Week, thinking it was Shark Tank. <laughs> um, very good, worth a read. Also, what's the bigger than Shark Tank or Shark Week? I kind of would have thought that it was Shark Week, but now I'm not so sure. Shark Week who? I don't think so. Pork and turkey.
0: Okay, here's the thing. I feel like we can have an argument here, but I think we might be on the same page. At least yesterday, I think we were on the same page. Maybe you've changed your mind. Do you think JB Smoove, comedian, that guy, and a million things, do you think he was serious about this? Because this is an interview given to Entertainment Weekly, as the caller said. This is the headline. J.B. Smooth signed up for Shark Week thinking it was Shark Tank. And so my gut was, oh my god, he signed up for Shark Week thinking it was Shark Tank. And Lindsay's like, but was he kidding? He's a comedian. He's funny. He was probably kidding. And then you read the interview, and it kind of sounds like he wasn't kidding. He says he's a huge Shark Tank fan. I have a ton of ideas for Shark Tank. So initially when my manager called me, honestly, sometimes I get tunnel vision and there's a long moment of unclarity or what exactly this is. They'll tell me something, but I'll hear something totally different because I'm juiced up. I'm ready for the celebrity version of Shark Tank, you know? I feel like I can go up there and I'm a good judge of what is a great idea because I'm an ideas man myself. I'm always ready to throw my ideas out there. I'm telling you, all I heard was Shark Tank because Shark Tank is on all the time. Shark Week is what? Once a year? You don't hear Shark Week for what? How many weeks are in a year again? 52? One week of 52? Come on. The natural perception is, hey man, I'm about to be on Shark Tank, baby. Then he finds out it's Shark Week, and he's like embracing his role as like a Shark Week host. But like, I really can't tell if this is authentic or not.
1: JB Smoove is most known for Curb, right? Probably.
0: I think most known With, like yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah,
1: probably. Um, at first, I did. I was like, he's a comedian. This is a funny bit. And then I read the quote, and it is pretty convincing in its confusion because he is. He does make a good point where it's like. Shark, it'd be so unlikely to be asked about Shark Week, but Shark Tank, which airs all the time, that might be more likely. On the other hand, mm-hmm. why would Shark Tank no offense to J B. Smooth? Why would Shark Tank ask him to be on the show? Um, like, a what's the purpose? he if he's watched the show, if he's as a big of a fan as he as he says, he would know that it's not quite it hasn't quite trickled down to be people of his stature yet. They haven't had comedians or anything on to pitch, yeah. He was thinking that it was turning into that. In, but Shark Week, which I would argue is a VEMI franchise, but no one actually watches anything on Shark Week in reality. So no. all the shows are who but it themmy as a concept. That's a perfect place for him because he's a who. And that's like where you get like Sharknado and shit like that. Full of who's.
0: Exactly. I've never given a shit about Shark Week. I don't care. But it's definitely a them.
1: I personally don't care about like sharks that much i prefer whales mm-hmm. you know like if i'm if we're, if we're really you know if we're really talking about like
0: it's more alliterative too yeah yeah whale week would have been better
1: yeah whale week i just feel like whales have more more to give we've we've really run out of shark things like if we're, if sharknado is what we have then we have we've run out you know I'm, an, I'm it's enough already but shark week mm-hmm. as a concept is a sticky concept so they every year they come back to it i get that i get that
0: yeah i believe him i'm on team he was telling the truth.
1: Oh, I believe him. It's the funniest mix-up. But do you know what he ended up doing on Shark Week? What's the like conclusion?
0: It's a really good gig. He's in like a full-on like Shark Week special, like oh. the the face of a Shark okay. Week special. Okay, shut the fuck up. You should think, be Brad so lucky. Paisley,
1: right? Whatever. Yeah, with
0: Brad Paisley. Oh
1: my god, with Brad Paisley, a list country talent. Brad Paisley,
0: a list country talent who is he? Like he and JB's move like played music for the sharks or something like i what i can't there's a show called brad paisley shark country no see this like, is the problem with shark week
1: line. is that like every show sounds like it's unreal like it's so insane that it's just not a real thing but then they actually make the shows
0: country music star brad paisley and comedian jb Smoove meet in the bahamas to attract new fans colon sharks <laughs> With the help of Dr. Austin Gallagher, as if I know who that is, Brad's musical talents are put to the test in shark-infested waters to see how sound can attract or repel sharks. And then there's a photo of JB Smoove and Brad Paisley, or I guess it's them. They have huge, like, scuba gear on underwater surrounded by sharks and Brad Paisley is holding a guitar.
1: Absolutely hate this. They're like, it's science. It's entertainment. It's absurd. You know, don't, never watching.
4: I'm so thrilled my buddy J.B. Smoove has decided to do this. It's not really his thing to jump
0: in the water with sharks. I was really surprised he said yes. I came out here because Brad wanted me to have his back. He's going to be swimming with these sharks, you know, and they can be brutal, man. Let me tell you something. (laughs) You know who I'm talking to? Talking to you, Mark Cuban, and you, Mr. Wonderful.
2: Hi, Weekly Medium Time, Medium Time. I'm calling because apparently there is a MLB All-Star Celebrity Softball Game this weekend, um, and the lineup is so hooey I can't even stand it. Um, the likes of Quavo, JoJo Siwa, uh, who else? I don't even know. The Miz? It's crazy. Anyways,
0: finish scratch. Okay, here are the participants. Quavo, Jojo Siwa, Steve Aoki, Ross Butler, Noah Beck, Charles Milton, Residente, Blake Gray, The Miz, Kane Brown, Karamo, DK Metcalf, JID Derek White. Then the rest of them are like sports people and who fucking cares.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: It's good. It's a good lineup.
1: You got JoJo and Caramo and Quavo. Like, that's pretty cool.
0: And that Riverdale hunk, Charles Melton. Yeah.
1: Isn't Ross Butler also a Riverdale hunk?
0: Ross Butler's there. Yeah.
1: Noah Beck. Isn't that a TikTok guy?
0: He's a TikTok guy. And Cain then- Kane
1: Brown lost in my backyard?
0: Yes. Lost in my backyard.
1: But what was amazing was the, the main thing that got headlines from this, which was that Quavo struck out a actual baseball player. And then next up mm-hmm. was JoJo and JoJo got a hit. Mm-hmm. JoJo Siwa dominates MLB all-star celebrity softball game, hits a double off Quavo. She hit a double. JoJo Siwa hit a double. And then <laughs> I saw on TikTok, MLB posted kind of a thirst trappy JoJo Siwa in softball gear thing, and people were going wild, wild.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It just feels so, like, old school celebrity PR move. It just feels like something out of, like, the 70s or the 80s. Like, let's get celebrities to do this fun thing, like, in front of a crowd. And, like, it's not embarrassing.
1: Yeah. And it's also, like, Quavo gets to pitch a softball against, like, actual baseball players, you know? Like, that's Mm -hmm. kind of delightful. And strike them out sometimes, too.
0: And they get, like, sick photos in Getty that, like, show them looking like athletes, like, in action and stuff. Like, I I was like, okay, I get it. They
1: are playing. They are playing Mm -hmm. the game. Yeah, It's real. How did Karamo do?
0: No, uh, Karamo didn't get many headlines. Mm. And even in this story about, like, the thing, he's not mentioned once. Like, in this Daily Mail story where they have a photo of pretty much everyone major and, like, talk about how well everyone did. Nothing.
1: Mm, nothing. Interesting. Mm.
0: But one of the things that I thought was really strange, speaking of Karamo, actually, is that on the MLB roster site, you have all these names. Cuevo, Jojo C blah, blah, blah. Kane, Brown. Karamo and this stood out to me because I was like oh that's funny that Kane Brown is right next to Karamo Brown but Karamo Brown's last name isn't there and then I started thinking wait a second last time I saw Karamo Brown's story on people it was just Karamo it was Mononymous Karamo so that got me thinking did Karamo Brown officially change his name to Mononymous Karamo and so I did a little digging you know little digging not on, much, not much ce- digging. Ce- no, not much digging at all. On celebrity websites, and he's covered most often in People. There is literally a switch on June 1st, 21, 2021, where he is only referred to as Karamo after that point, like in all the stories after that. And it followed like a full profile of him how karamo followed his passion and how you can do the same we have to practice self-esteem so it really looks like he sent out a release or he has good relationships with these people and they're like he's karamo now that is his brand and i don't know that i've ever seen like this happen in real time before
1: no karamo is just Karamo now. I just was looking at his Instagram and it's like the brown is lost. There is no brown. Brown is gone. He went to the freaking post office. I don't know where you go to change your name. He said, remove this baby and give me a vanity plate. You know, It is over for my last name. My legal name is gone. I will only be using it when I travel. I will only be using it for certain things, you know?
0: Yeah. It's funny that they all get I'll return to Karamo in a second, but they all have like names that could be mononymous. Like even Jonathan Van Ness. Jonathan Van Ness could be JVN. Just like a very quick like JVN. Anthony. Anthony Porowski, I think, is maybe the only Anthony. Who else is an Anthony? No, Tan.
1: Tan France. Although I think Tan could be just Tan, but Tan France is such a nice. Tan France is just one name, essentially. Like, it is his full name, but it almost counts as mononymous because it's so bobby burke
0: bobby bobby could be bobby there aren't many these there aren't many famous bobbies yeah, he's like one he of the only bo- ones
1: yeah but he can't be but bo- come on he's also he has like housing fixtures named after him or whatever whatever yeah, he's got like, like a light bulb yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah but then you have Caramo brown and i thought this was funny because his memoir is called Caramo, but it has still has his author name at the top Caramo brown and i was like this looks like The middle ground, like this is the first step towards becoming mononymous. He released a memoir called Karamo, but the name Karamo Brown is above it. And I'm like, oh, this is funny. This is like baby steps towards mononymity.
1: Yeah, like, who said that he had to put Karamo Brown at the top? It's like, we get you it. It's called to. Karamo, and it's a picture of Karamo. The question really is that I'm posing to you is, is this, like, earned? Like, do people know who Karamo is? Like, is it, is it going to be confusing? Like, I think yes. Do we need the brown? I don't even think, whether or not you know who Karamo is, if you have an inkling, you don't need the brown. The brown is not going to define anything for you.
0: I I think yes, and I think Karamo and all these people, I think that they're them. So I think we've had this conversation before. Think I think queer, queer eye are all them.
1: Even Bobby Burr, Karamo
0: them, Anthony them.
1: They just got uh, Emmy noms too. I don't know if it was like yeah. their first Emmy noms, but I just noticed that they got. Oh,
0: they've it. been they've been Emmy nominated before, right. but like it's true. Karamo definite them, and it's just like oh wow, if you have like the 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 release from karamo's publicity team that's like we will be referring to him as karamo exclusively in the future like let me know because i feel like that definitely exists somewhere in some email box (laughs) it's like i will be referred to by my first name only from here on out we're
1: dropping brown brown is down the (laughs) drain it is not recognized anymore and if you refer to karamo's karamo brown we will not be participating in whatever you're asking (laughs)
2: hi Hugh weekly long time long time i am calling because. I'm, like, an avid life franchise consumer, and I've been watching Beverly Hills, and this call isn't about any of them, technically, Um but I'm actually calling about Harry Hamlin, who is Lisa Rinna's husband. Um, <clears throat> I, like, didn't really know who he was before I kind of started following the franchise and, like, he, the only thing, I, I mean, I think he's only known for, like, Clash of the Titans, which is really old at this point. But a lot of people seem to know who he is. Um, I think his wife, Lisa Rinna, is definitely more famous. And then we're also seeing their child, the daughters, like Amelia Hamlin, kind of eclipsing their fame as well. So this could also maybe be a case of, like, a child making their parent more famous because i think like the last like her last name hamlin being in the tabloid cycle so much is maybe making his um oh god i have to go
3: wait
1: that was the end of the call
0: the call ends i mean i get what the caller is saying but it's funny that like what happened like i call back are and you say okay what happened.
1: <laughs> you fine you good
0: oh god i have to go
1: we were just talking about Harry Hamlin because Harry Hamlin is in The Meddler, and we just did a Meddler commentary for the Patreons, and if you want to go listen to That's it. Like one scene. Go check it out. But he is – what's interesting about Harry Hamlin is that I wouldn't necessarily argue that his daughters are making them more famous, but Lisa Rinna's Lisa resurgence is. on Beverly Hills Housewives did make him fam- more famous again. And I think, like, now she's almost neck and neck with her daughters in terms of, like – the the celebrity based on tabloid stuff because she gets also written up in tabloids and they do as well. So I feel like I, it's I bet very, she gets more. Um, I mean, it is weird because they're like new generation. So like theirs is almost more like valuable and cool than hers. Because also if you think about Lisa Rinna's tabloid stuff, it's not, it's general celebrity gossip, but it's more related to the TV show. So it's, it's like Housewives, if you yeah. don't watch The Housewives, you're not necessarily clicking. But if you just like celebrities in general, you might be clicking more on the Daughters, Hamlin. Because yeah. one of them is dating Never Forget the Love Island guy, which is British and crossover. one of them is dating, them is dating Scott Dissick. So it's like there is like a lot of variety here in the kind of places mm-hmm. that give a shit about – what these Hamlins are doing. You had an interesting fact about Harry Hamlin that I always forget. He's just so handsome that it's like, why wasn't he a bigger so, star?
0: And there's a reason. He's so handsome. He has the jawline. He has, honestly, he has the name. Harry Hamlin is such, like, Ugh. it's a, Ugh. it's like a, it's a macho it's a A-list. Name. I'm a straight man name. And mm-hmm. what, I'm a leading man. I'm Christopher Reeve, you know? like, But what happened is that in this is i mean so much of my knowledge of like gay cinematic history is from this movie the Celluloid closet which is i think finally streaming again it used to not be streaming and then whatever i had to get the like i've seen this movie a million times for some reason but they have this story about this movie called making love which i watched because of the Celluloid closet it came out in the early early 80s it's like the first major american movie that was like specifically about like gay people and he was the star and he played a gay character and the movie was like the movie is fine. Watching it now is weird because it's dated but it, and it's hard to kind of tell what the reaction was Back then, because there's kind of mixed reports where it's like straight people didn't really like it, but apparently gay audiences really liked it, but like no one values gay audiences. This
1: was a guy who's people's sexiest guy, people's yes. sexiest man, 1987. He was in all these soaps. Yes. He had the, he was up and coming. He was like the next thing.
0: But he says, and this was even after making love that he was people's sexiest man, but he says that making love is the thing that completely derailed his t- trajectory. He's like, that movie was such a flop. It was so toxic to my career that I chose to do this movie. That apparently, like, so many people turned down, like, really famous men turned down these roles, and he took it, and so did this other guy, and both of them claimed that that movie completely de- torpedoed their careers. Which is and crazy. Yes, he sort of course corrected, but like, kind he of, because even... you know, like, whenever you're a young actor, you kind of have to have your hit. In like a very small window of your early career,
1: I think he was poised to be a big te- a big movie star, and as it yeah. turned out he kind of ended up being more of like a middling handsome hunky TV, TV star, TV yeah. actor, yeah. because you know he was on Veronica Mars, he was briefly he was on Shameless, he he does TV roles that are memorable, and he does movie roles that are small and memorable, but he's not the potential there. I think at a certain point, he didn't quite he didn't he didn't hit what was expected of him in that way. You know. Oh, you know he's really good in mad mad men. You don't watch that, but he is great in mad men. Okay.
0: But like you look at photos of him from like nineteen eighty one and you're like, this is exactly the type of white American man that became crazy famous in nineteen eighty one and it didn't quite happen. And that's apparently because of this gay movie.
1: Anyways, you're right. Their daughters are really taking up a lot of space in the tabloids. I'm not sure they're making these two more famous at this point, but like, I'm sure they don't need the daughters. It might, but it might happen. I'm just saying, if, if like Lisa didn't have housewives, it would certainly be the case. But I do think she kind of holds her own because she's such a housewives staple in a way. Yeah.
0: And you watch it, I don't. But like, isn't one of her like memes like, "Oh, I love like me and my fucking husband. Like, we're so hot. He's so hot. I love fucking my hot husband Harry." Like, isn't that part of the deal? Like,
1: well, that's like a meme on the show, and then he shows up, and you can tell he's not really like thrilled to be on the show, which I think is like kind uh-huh. of a nice vibe that they have, where she's like, "I'm wild. I'm crazy. Harry, <laughs> I'm nuts. I love you," and he's like, "I'm just gonna go water the plants." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Want to play a quick game of Who Are Them?
1: Yeah.
4: President Joe Biden
0: at POTUS on Twitter, tweeted, Olivia Rodrigo is stopping by the White House today with a clear message to young people. Get vaccinated. It's the best way to keep yourself and your loved ones safe from the dangerous new COVID-19 variants. Head to vaccines.gov to find a clinic near you. I bet you didn't have Olivia Rodrigo on your uh,
4: spokesperson
0: bingo card. All right. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye.
1: I'm sorry. I think Olivia Rodrigo heard our episode where we were on the fence about her being a who were them and said, fuck you. I'm going to go to the White House. And literally, she did it. I mean, it was incredible how she got there. Like the whole thing.
0: And the coverage it got.
1: Joe Biden was like, I need young people. I need young people to come tell other young people to sign up for vaccines. And she was like, hi. And then like went to the White House. I got my driver's license last week. In her vintage Chanel. And her high heels?
0: Every story was like, Olivia Rodrigo's White House suit is older than she is, which is like... Bitch, how does vintage
1: clothes work, though? Like, that's how they work. Of course they're older than you. They're vintage.
0: Her statement was great. She's officially a them. She's graduated. I loved it. Remember the first time we talked about Olivia Rodrigo? It was like, who is this Disney person who's in a feud with another Disney person? This is ridiculous. I feel ancient. And now...
1: She's fully, like subsumed Is that a word? She's fully, like, outgrown the feud even. Like, the feud mm-hmm. isn't even, even, like, it's below her. It's beneath her. It's behind her.
0: Joshua Bassett is trying to make the feud happen still. I forgot his name. Happening.
1: Who's the other girl? Sabrina Carpenter. Who even is she? We don't even know. We don't recognize her.
0: She's eternally that blonde girl. shes That's all she is now. <laughs> that blonde girl. That's all. That's all.
2: <laughs>
4: that blonde girl.
0: They got sucked into a... <gasps> deeper cavern of, of hoodum and olivia rodrigo's like number one them
2: hi Lindsay, bobby um first time long time um bowen yang who are them crunch crunch
1: congratulations to warner brothers and bowen <laughs> yang
0: I'm so proud of both Warner Brothers and Bo and Yang for their Emmy nominations. See,
1: that's like a a normal thing would be to congratulate Bo and Yang. Not normal. Congratulations, Warner Brothers, on your 70 million Mm -hmm. Emmy nominations. Anyway, Bowen
0: Yang. Who are them, though? I think maybe the biggest breakout star on SNL since Pete Davidson. But that's right?
1: that's one hundred percent true. Who he's the first featured player. That's not even the main player to get nominated for an Emmy. That's like at first I didn't get it. I was like, "There's been so many yeah, SNL nominees. Like, what are you fucking talking about?" And then it was like, "No, he's literally like the the B team in the show." Mm-hmm. And it's like he's the
0: B team, and he got the A list. He
1: outshone all of them this year. He did.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the iceberg.
1: And he was his his Fran his friend Lebowitz uh impression amazing too.
0: That iceberg was inescapable when that happened.
1: SNL is also more about the clips that people pass around and talk about the next day. So it's like you don't exactly. even need to watch SNL to know that the pe- things that people were talking about were Bowen Yang stuff. Like that's just the mm-hmm. case. The question yep. is, is Kizzy, he who were them? them? I'm I'm a little I'm a little on the fence here. Because I'm I Davidson very...
0: early and people got mad. <sighs>
1: But we, we called Pete Davidson early, but it came to fruition.
0: One, two,
1: three. Who? Them. Ah! No, he's
0: a them. Okay. No, Bowen Yang is a them.
1: Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm really excited. He's he's gonna be starring in a like Pride and Prejudice remake about like how about like a uh, fire oh, Island. Oh, yeah, Joel Cabooster wrote it. Yeah. I want him to get that SNL movie bump thing where like SNL people get into film and like they like blow up.
0: Also, Lindsay, we all know. That you would be happy if the extent of uh, American cinema was just reimagining of Jane Austen novels. Literally. (laughs) literally, Pride and Prejudice again?
1: I would. Fine. It's a perfect, first of all, it's a perfect story. It's a perfect story. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect construction. Yeah, I would be happy if everything was a Pride and Prejudice remake.
0: Bowen Yang them, Jane Austen them. Would Jane Austen have a good time in Fire Island? I think so.
1: Oh my God, are you kidding? The dynamics of Fire Island, she'd be scribbling away. (laughs) (laughs) But that's like what that, why that I think that's going to be so good because it's like all about the like dynamics, you know? It's uh-huh. like, you're right. Yeah, you're, like you're right. That's what Jane Austen loved, anyways. The charade of okay. it all. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I think you guys
2: have probably talked about this before, but I am wondering who is currently a bigger them, Robert Pattinson or Kristen Stewart? I was recently re watching. Some of the toilet movies. And I'm wondering with the happiest season on K-Stew's side and then the upcoming Batman on our path's side. Who is currently, which one of them is currently a bigger them? Okay. Crunch, crunch. Bye.
1: This is like impossible though. This is so hard.
0: I, my first comment, though, is I did like Happiest Season. Uh, I liked a it lot less. Lindsay.
1: But I liked it pretty much fine.
0: But to say the upcoming Batman as Robert Pattinson is Happiest Season as Kristen's thing, no. Uh, there's no the comparison. Upcoming Diana and the upcoming. Like, Batman yeah. versus Diana is a little more of a reasonable head to head. Batman
1: versus Diana. But I would still say Batman is still more commercial and still more of a sure bet than Diana because yeah. Diana is like. Who knows what Diana's going to be like? And also, this has always been the case with Kristen Stewart, which is, like, her movie career is kind of hooey because it's, like, not hooey in a way that it's, like, cheesy or whatever, but it is kind of always, like, under the radar. But she herself is such a tabloid phenomenon. Yeah, but, like, but he get mm. He made a
0: Claire Denis movie (laughs) where he, like, goes into space in space jail and then there's, like, a
1: masturbation pod that Julia Banosha's in. And to be fair they're they're the the most commercial things the two of them have ever done they were at the exact same level at she had a tabloid mm-hmm. scandal he's had maybe a tabloid scandal hers was m- way more tablo- tabloidy she's kind of a gay icon at this point he's kind of not really like i i think she might even be more themy because of all these reasons
0: that's where i think we're going But I think the reason Kristen Stewart gets more tabloid coverage is due to misogyny, though. (laughs) Like, Kristen Stewart gets more tabloid coverage because it's more titillating to have, like, a cheating scandal with a woman than, like, Robert Pattinson stuff. But I think
1: now, in current day, she gets more tabloid scandal because she's genuinely cooler than him. And she's, like, you know... People really love to see what she's up to. It's almost like the Olsen twins. It's like, what are they even doing? They're just cool. We're just like, we're just obsessed with the coolness of it all in this weird way. Yeah. Like Kristen Stewart is not even like going out and about. She's like settled down, kind of. You know. But people, but that people still love to see photos of her walk in the streets.
0: Walk in the streets.
1: The thing with Pattinson is that he's still kind of a heartthrob, but like Kristen Stewart is kind of a heartthrob too.
0: Hi, Who Weekly.
3: Is Demi Lovato the only capital T-them who's a they-them?
0: Just wondering. Crunch, crunch. We've gotten this call several times.
1: Is there any question that better sums up our show than this question? It's like stressing me out.
0: Is Demi Lovato the only capital T-them who is also they-them? And I think the answer is yes.
1: Is the answer yes?
0: At the very least, I think they are the themmiest
1: Well, somebody brought up Sam Smith, and I think... But I think Demi no, Demi's, is Demi's Demi's Demier than, than Sam Smith.
0: Smith. 100%. Because Sam Smith, what has Sam Smith done during the pandemic? Not a lot, which I totally understand, totally fine. But Demi Lovato has done the absolute most during the pandemic. They started a podcast, they got a documentary, they're, they got a talk show. They started hanging out with Noah Cyrus more publicly. Like Demi Lovato has been out and about, and Demi Lovato gets coverage every time they leave the house. I think that they're themier.
1: No, I think you're right.
0: Demi is the themmiest them.
1: Demi is the themiest them. Wow, we finally reached this precipice. Demi is the themiest them.
0: Demi colon the, the is them. them.
1: Yeah, incredible.
0: I think so. We incredible. figured it out. Just incredible. Okay. Incredible. Uh, ne- which I think is huge, and also I think like how iconic was Lizzo correcting the photographer who misgendered Demi, and iconic. Lizzo was like, "Absolutely not," and everyone iconic. was like. Lizzo ally queen oh my god yes put people in their place like I was like wow this is a moment like this is actually this sort of like earth-shattering moment in pop culture where you have one of the biggest thems correcting a member of the press for misgendering another one of the biggest thems who happens to be they
4: them no it's
1: it's just you love to see it and then Demi put out a statement that was kind of like know if you if you fuck up gendering me it happens as long as your intention is there i fuck up sometimes too and it's like oh my god demi is actually out here saying some useful things
0: i love it um last call
2: hey is the more you know like the nbc chime or even just the idea of the chime who are them i'm pretty sure millennials know it but does Gen Z know it i forgot something at work and i almost made a reference to it but i was scared like a 21 year old wouldn't know it and i would feel old so yeah let me know crunch bounce, bye
0: so nbc being like doon 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 do the more you know is the more you know a who were them <laughs> one two three it's them. a them but it... because i i think it's even a meme for young people i think it like pops up as a reaction gift you I also know.
1: just feel like, yeah, because it it kind of took on a new life when you separate it from TV. Because it is funny to be like, the more you know, you know, like it is so random that that's the saying. That because didn't it also didn't it used to come along with actual like televised like information, a PSA. like a PSA. That's yeah. what I meant. Televised information. It would like be a someone PSA. being like, yeah, it'd like be someone sunscreen. talking about like
0: exactly wear
1: it. The more you know,
0: <laughs> and then you'd see the, the star go across. Katy Perry's on the star, and then it screams, "The more you know." You know,
1: Katy Perry was on the star. Remember
0: when she rode the "The More You Know" star? She rode the the "More You Know." Yeah,
1: she really ruined that for us. I think, as a culture. Okay, now cue the music and that star thing.
0: But I think even if you threw. That the if you said the more you know at a Gen Zer, I think the Gen Zer would be like, You're lame as hell, but I understand the reference. Like, yeah. I fucking hate you, but like, I get it. I I'm not an idiot.
1: You. I fucking hate you. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I think so, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we did it. And that's our show. Really long. We recorded for so long. Holy shit. This is going to have to be shorter. <laughs> Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Hoos for providing the Rita theme song on Tuesdays, even if it's not played. We thank you for, for having it there. <laughs> Keep calling in at 619 who them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for this show. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes and extra content, all kinds of fun stuff. And lastly, we wanted to shout out a hooligan, Jen. Your friends are thinking of you. We're thinking of you. We hope you get better soon. Get well um, soon, you, Jen. Get well soon. You are in so many of your friends' thoughts. And to everyone else, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Huge shout out to Warner Brothers.
4: Okay, tell them your name. My name is Natalie and... How old are you? I'm six years old and I'm going to tell you something um, about Junie B. Now, Bobby and Lindsay say Junie B. Jones is a who. What do you think? Hmm. Um, well, I, to me, it's actually a famous thing, but maybe I should tell you all about it. Okay, tell them really quickly all about Junie B. Jones, okay? So, Junie B. Jones is a book, and and it stirs, first starts when she's five, and then and then when there's a graduation book, when she graduated in kindergarten, she turns six, and then... And then the last book is called Junie B. Jones is My Valentine. And do most kids know who Junie B. Jones is? Some most kids. And what do we call people who are famous? Um, They're not a who, they're... I forgot. Down. There you go. Okay, now how do we say goodbye? Crunch, crunch. (laughs) Hi, Who Weekly.
3: Uh, long time, long time, I guess. We'll just say what that for right now. That's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to say that Cardi Wilson is on E! News and, you know, I'm having a great time watching her and Morgan Stewart, whatever. Bobby Burke is also on. I really don't understand what's happening, but that's the of the point. I called to say that I Googled Cardi Wilson, just like out of curiosity, and her real name is Carnival? So, um, I kind of feel like you guys did. When you thought that Liz Hemmings was named Lucifer because apparently Cardi Wilson is actually named Carnival. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Godspeed, Bella Hadid. French French bye.
2: Hi, Who Weekly.
3: Um, I think Daryl Strawberry's cameos are $218 because his uniform number was 18 Um, Yeah, just calling to live out my dream of solving a Mystery on a podcast. Um, Crunch Crunch, and Cuisine. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, Medium Time, Medium Time. So I wanted to share a story. I bought this really sweet hoodie from the thrift store. It says clickbait on it, and I was like, Oh, haha, so funny! Like, who wears a shirt that says clickbait? <laughs> I'm gonna buy this and wear it, and it's so comfy. Like, it's so comfy. If it fits me perfectly. I was over joyed with my purchase. Um literally the first day I wore it out, I went to the coffee shop where I am a regular and the zoomers who work there said, oh, "I love your David Dobrik hoodie." And I was like, "My who with the what now? <laughs> who is David Dobrik?" So I went home I googled, I know the answer to who David Dobrik is now, Um, but I'm 35, like, I don't know YouTubers, I didn't grow up with that, I don't watch them now, and this happens to me a lot, it happens to me a lot, a lot, a lot, where, like, I don't recognize YouTubers, I don't know who they are, Um, I teach college, so I also feel like the old lady, when they're talking to me about these personalities who are quote-unquote famous, and as a celebrity culture connoisseur, I know nothing, so anyway, My question for you is it would be really nice, really helpful for me if you could rank, like, I don't know, maybe, like, the top five, um, them versus who's of YouTube. I, I need something to orient me. I need someone to just shout me out a couple of names so I don't look like a loser, so I don't accidentally buy clickbait hoodies and wear them around having absolutely no idea what it references hey I learned a lesson that day let me tell you let
2: me So you
3: okay thanks love you crunch crunch
2: I just found the cap that I was looking for for my water bottle and I said grateful for Sharna good night